The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, everybody. Let's hear it here from Phillies fans at Live Casino Hotel Philadelphia. We've got a lot of Phillies fans here. We're also live on YouTube and Twitter. So it is a red October for the first time in 11 years, and we're going to be here with you for the next hour talking about the Phillies' first postseason trip in 11 years. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, presented by Live Casino Hotel Philadelphia. We are in the sports bar here, and we've got some special guests tonight getting ready for the Phillies' first appearance in the playoffs in 11 years. Let's welcome in Phillies legend Larry Boa. All right. Let's get this going. Larry Boa. <laughs> Let's he, get it going. Yeah, he's been waiting. I've he's been, waiting been waiting a long time for this. <laughs> yeah. How about Ben Davis, NBC Sports Philadelphia analyst? You see him a lot of times pre and post. And you see him with Ricky Batalico, yeah. former Phillies great relief pitcher. He's been waiting a while for the Phillies to be back in the playoffs. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. What were while. you doing 11 years ago, each of you? I mean, I I, I was doing God, the same, thing. I'm, same the, thing. I'm the boring one of the group. Oh. <laughs> ben, yeah, 11 years ago? Well, I was doing the doing the pre and post. So it was uh, that was my first year. It was it was 2011. So. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Just uh, it's been that long. I, I think we got so spoiled from yeah. 07 through 11, and then it was just like we kind of expected it every year. And then all of a sudden, we haven't had it for 11 years. But right. this feels this feels great. This feels great. I, I was in uniform, and uh, there were some tough times during that period. But uh, I don't know. This year's been up and down, and it's really gratifying to see where we are right now. And I like where we are and who we're playing. I really do. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to ask you guys. When you saw the possibilities of who the Phillies could play in this wild card, is this the most advantageous matchup? Advantageous? Yes. Uh, I wanted the Mets. I wanted to we let's, still might let's get slay the, the I wanted to slay them right away. Get rid of them right away. That's what I wanted the Phillies to do. But yeah, advantageous absolutely 100%. The Cardinals were the team that you kind of wanted to play. Uh, if, if you're a player, you probably wanted to play them right now. Right. You think they could have beaten the Mets in the wild card? I, I think we could beat anybody with the two guys we got starting off, uh, Wheeler and Nola. And then it's going to be a crapshoot for everybody because there's not a lot of days off. But I really like the matchup with these Wheeler and Nola against the Cardinals. I mean, they're right-handed hitters. Wheeler's got that power sinker. You can overpower them. I like our matchup against their starting pitching. I'm looking for two straight and moving on. At a boy. Wow. You hear that? That's what I'm – Larry like Bowe's got a sweep. I got two straight. Do you really? Yeah. Yep. So, so, so is that what you're most confident in, having Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola lined up? I'm real confident in that. They're going to take you in the seventh inning probably. Our bullpen, to me, there's guys down there that are doing well, and there's other guys that are struggling a little bit. But if we can get those guys into the seventh – I think we got a good shot. Yeah, I think that's the key. They they had the starters have to go deep in the ball game, and I think that they need to be good with runners in scoring position. I think if those two things happen, Philly's sweeping too. And, and let's go a little further. I know Bo said Wheeler Nola, 
those are names. But you look at the way these guys have been pitching down the stretch, I think that's the thing that you love going into the playoffs. And on top of it, you look at Zach Wheeler, he's coming off of an injured list stint, which I think was more of a, a rush. let's get you some rest. Right. Load management. And then, you, and then you come back and you're ready to fire. And I'll tell you what, he's had, what, three starts? And yeah. he looked phenomenal in every one of them. Yeah, so yeah. that's a really good sign for the Phillies. And then Nola carrying a no-hitter uh, late into the game uh, against Houston. I think that's just a, a beneficial. I'm actually happy that didn't end up with him going nine innings. I am too. Because I think the workload may have it may have shown up in the game against Cardinals. That's a good point. Now, when you look at Zach Wheeler, so this year in his two starts against the Cardinals, you, you know it, he didn't give up one run. He only gave up nine hits in the two starts against the Cardinals, all of them singles. He didn't even give it up an extra base hit this year against the Cardinals. Can that translate to postseason, though? Yeah. You know what? If you take a look at Wheeler, every start he's had, I tried to think today, I've never seen him get lit up. Even when he doesn't have his good stuff, you're in the game. It's three to two, two to one. Uh, I, I just think he's he's amped for this game. You know, you read all his quotes. He says, I'm anxious to pitch in the in a playoff game. I think he's ready. And he's got the right lineup to, with that sinker and cutter and change. Up. I mean, the ingredients are right there for us. And when you look at the Cardinals, obviously they are built around Goldschmidt and Arenado, and then you add in Pujols, they're all righties. Right. So is that a very favorable matchup when you're able to go righty Zach Wheeler and righty Aaron Nola? Yeah, I think it's a favorable matchup just because of Zach Wheeler's stuff. I mean, I don't even care if they were left-handed. I just look at these guys, and they're not. They're, they're very good hitters, and, and they're both going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. But it doesn't mean you can't pitch to him. If, if Zach Wheeler executes his pitches, he's going to get those guys out. That's right. the bottom line. But if he does come up with it, like Ricky was saying yesterday, you come up with a runner in scoring position, you do have a base open, you might have the opportunity to pitch around one of these guys. But it doesn't mean you can't attack and stay on the offensive. I, I think he's absolutely right. And when, when you think about it, Bo's, Bo's saying you probably get six or set, at least six or seven from Wheeler. And if that happens, you have a freebie in, with Alvarado, at right. least one inning, if not one-plus innings from him. And uh, Eflin's been throwing the ball extremely well, too. So, I mean, that could pretty much finish out a game. And, and I think it's really going to be what can the offense kind of put together. Can they get some small ball going? Because even in the Houston series, the one thing I think we saw is that pitching w was the key. I mean, you look at even, even for the Astros, those two games with uh, – Verlander and Valdez, they shut down the Phillies, and they made lo that look bad. we didn't really do too much. Yeah, McCullers, McCullers was an odd start for the Phillies. Right. I mean, I, I didn't think he was bringing a lot his of best sliders. stuff. A lot of sliders. <laughs> a lot of sliders. Um, but can the, can the Phillies offense do something if they're struggling a little bit and they get that one big double? Can they score that run? I think that's going to – that, that's going to rear its head at some point in this playoffs. Yeah. Well, the Phillies this year, four and three against the Cardinals. And we're going to be here at Live Casino Hotel Philadelphia for the next hour. We're also on YouTube, so you can ask questions of our great panelists here. So right now, let's go out into the crowd here. Ashley here from NBC Sports Philadelphia. She's got some Phillies fans. And I can tell this guy is ready for a red October, wearing all the red. And he's got the Bryce Harper fanatic hat there. So... Let's get you started there. Yeah, this guy is always game day ready. We have a fan question from Joe from Maniang. Take it away, Joe. Yeah. I'm thinking 162 games in. It's been a great season. There's a lot of young guys on the team, and there's a lot of veterans. And this is open to all of you. 
who do you think is going to come up big? The young guys or the old guys for the playoffs? Good we need question. two good ones. We need 13 to the, to the World Series. Yeah. Who's coming yeah. up big? So we have to we try to give you one one player that we think. Well, he wants to know either old or young. I Veterans think it's going to be a veteran guy. I think I'm leaning on a guy like Riamuto, who's been unbelievable the second half. And they're starting a left-hander. Uh, I think he's going to come up big. I think he will come up big. I, I'm looking for Schwarber to stay hot and continue to stay hot because I mean he can flat out carry a ball club, and he has been, you know, he's he's been the, the vocal leader of this ball club, and he's backing it up with his bat too. And I'm going to say game one, especially you have to look towards the right-handed hitters, Reese Hoskins. Oh. He's kind of due. Yeah. Think, think about this for a second. You've been you've been watching this guy for years now, and he goes on these little. I would say tears. Yeah, he does. That it, it's about two weeks long that it's just home run after home run after home run. He's starting against the lefty in, in game one. Look for, look for him to do some damage early I like on that. this series. I like that. Ben, uh, with Kyle Schwarber, I thought it was really great what uh, Rob Thompson says. All the years he's been in baseball, that that is maybe the best leader he's been around. And he has the most postseason experience out of anybody on the Phillies. I believe 35 postseason games. And lately, when he's hitting a home run, he's hitting two. He's got <laughs> the last three times he's hit a home run, he's hit two. So are you seeing him heating up again? Yeah, he's, he's been hot. I mean, I, I think it started. He was a little cold in Chicago on that first leg of that road trip. But he went to Washington and just started going off. He finished it up in, in Houston. But, yeah, I think he's just got that the balance in his swing, the strength in his hands and his forearms. I mean, it's, it's like a swing we haven't seen in, in quite a while. All right, now when you conditions are going to be, it's 80 degrees. Yeah. The ball's going to fly out of there tomorrow. I like that. So that's good. Day game. Yeah, yeah you're right. Woo. Day game at Bush. And yep. uh, look, it's, Bush is not necessarily a hitter's no, ballpark. No, but it, it'll go there. It'll go. It, yeah. It'll nice. Go. So when we look at the starter in game one for the Cardinals, he could maybe just go two or three innings, Jose Quintana. But he has been really impressive since coming over from the Pirates. I mean, in five starts at Bush Stadium, uh, ERA under two, and he hasn't given up a home run to a lefty he, this year. He's been tough on our lefties. I saw the stats, but it's it's a different mentality now. Everything's amped up a little bit. Concentration levels amped up. Uh, if you've never been in it, you have no idea what it's like. I mean, everything slows down a little bit if you've been playing a while. It's a lot of fun, and that's what everybody strives to do is play in the playoffs. Once you get in, no telling what can happen. So you guys know what happened in 2007 when the Phillies were coming up together. They got their first taste of postseason experience, and they just didn't hit. They didn't play well against the Rockies. So there's a bunch of guys on this team who don't have the postseason experience. But have you seen things from Zach Wheeler, JT Real Muto, Reese Hoskins, these guys, that it will be different than 2007? You got. Wait a minute. You have to go back to that Rockies team. And what the, I believe they won 22 out of their last 24 yeah, to they get had, in. They had to go hard. They were on fire. They were they they would have beaten anybody. They would have beaten the 27 Yankees at that point. That's how good they were playing baseball. The Phillies were just getting into it as as you kind of touched upon for the first time, and it looked that way. It really did. And I believe it was Kaz Matsui who put the dagger right into the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park. But the one the, the, the one thing about this team is, I, I think. You know, a lot of talk about Kyle Schwarber lately, and he's kind of kept everybody on an even keel, even yeah, when yes. we're not. Yep. I mean, I'm sure Boa hasn't been. Come on. I, <laughs> I played under this guy. I know what the even keel is with hey, Barry Boa. We're going to get a story or two before we leave from you guys, but he's right. 
You, you know, the, the thing that I think is, is important in people, and I saw an interview with Dusty Baker. He's really concerned about five days off. If you think about the Cardinals, they, they clinch this. It's hard to take the pedal off the metal, you know. Yep. And I think to ramp it back up again, because they've been coasting. I've watched them play the last – they haven't really done anything. They're not scoring a lot of runs Pittsburgh, down the stretch. Pittsburgh was crushing them. So that's another thing that you got to look at. Uh, clinching it real early. The Phillies had to play all the way to the end, really. Uh, even the, the game Nola pitched. And after that, we took a couple games off. But other than that, you got to watch out for that. You're right. All right, Ashley's back in the crowd. I believe we have another Phillies fan. We see the Red October Rise shirt. She's back. First time in 11 years you can wear that. Yes, we have another amazing fan with us. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Katie. I'm from Swedesboro, New Jersey. And what's your question, Katie? Um, I was just curious, you guys know, you have all the answers. What do you guys think, who's going to be the most important clutch guy in the playoffs this series? Clutch. Clutch. Let me ask you a question, because, like, nobody's brought up number three yet, by the way. Well, that's an interesting point. So, the bats have been inconsistent down the stretch. Bryce, you got to think the thumb is an issue, the hand, getting used to hitting again. Bryce... He hasn't won a playoff game. He's been to the postseason a couple times with the Nationals, hasn't won a playoff game. So how hungry do you think he is? Very. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> Very. Yeah, as hungry as I was before I ate that steak here tonight. <laughs> Good point, you know, you got, I think, well, I don't know who, which one of you guys broke. I think you did, Ben. Harp right now is like, he's like inside out and stuff. He's not catching stuff out in front. And I got a feeling it's something with his hand. Yeah, I mean, I, he's not going to be 100%. We all played. When you hurt your hands, yeah. man, it takes a while. And no matter how the swing looks, you can see the difference in his swing right now. But like you said, hey, he's due, and all he got to do is catch one and gets that confidence back. Then I'll get rolling. Yeah, I think, I think three can have a big series. But you know, I wouldn't put it past someone like Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm has had some really clutch hits this year. It seems like you know, since that mishap early in the year, uh, he's, just, he's been a completely different player. And I think he has that inner confidence. And the guy's always hit. He's always hit. And I look for that to continue in the playoffs. Why wouldn't it? I dare you to put Segura into a situation where he needs a big hit. Segura's hungry Because right this now. is a guy that how many times has he come up in the ninth inning and there's been an intentional walk? Don't in walk him in front of Do not walk anybody in front of Gene <laughs> no. Segura. That would not surprise me because think about this. He's been, what, 1,300 games yep. without being in the playoff series? Yeah, he's going to want it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, Longest tenured player in baseball that right. hadn't made the postseason, Gene Segura, and then JT Real Muto. So yeah. they're fired up to be there. How about a guy like Bryson Stott, who he has been hitting the ball pretty well lately. I tell and, you what. And, and, and he's going in saying, hey, I got nothing to lose here. He, he really has matured a lot as a player. The game's not too quick for him. He can slow it down. He's not afraid to hit with two strikes. Good base runner, never makes mental mistakes out there. He has that clock inside his head, knows who's running. He's been very steady for us, and I look for this guy to have an unbelievable career here. He's going to hit some home runs. I could see him leading off next year. I really yeah. could. Larry, would you say for this particular, for this playoffs, number one defense for him, and then anything offensive would be a bonus? No question. And you guys, pitching and defense are going to win these games. If you make pitches and catch the ball, don't give the other team outs, you got a shot of winning. Now, the only thing is, I think we all think that Nola, Wheeler are going to have good games. If they lose one of those and you have to go to a game three, does it become a little sketchy at that point? I think that's the only way 
the Phillies lose this series, to be honest with you, if it becomes sketchy going into Sunday. The only thing I saw that they might pitch him, and, and I, he's had a great career. Wainwright, mm-hmm. he's out of bullets. Oh, no, he's, yeah, he's, he's out, out of bullets, bullets, man. If they, if they think they're going to start him. Well, uh, the, he's available to come in in game one or game two. So if you I, use I understand him for a couple that. innings, is that, is that yeah, good no, for them? No, he's done. He'd be done. I, I agree with both. You've got to win game one. Yeah. We've got to yeah. win game one. Yeah, and, and it, with your number one guy on the mound, it's in a short series. They have to win tomorrow night. Yeah, have to. Yeah, you're right. And, and it's interesting because the Cardinals don't necessarily hit right-handers that well. They can hit lefties. So Ranger Suarez, you would think, would be the third starter in line. But could you go with a righty, opener. St- an opener in game three? Yeah, and then get through those big boys, maybe two innings. And then bring in Ranger. I got a question, and I'll ask you, Bo. Is it? Oh God, I don't want to ask this. Come on, Ricky, Would let it, it be out. Kyle Gibson? No. All right, that's my opinion. Noah Syndergaard. Hey, hey, Kyle's done a good job, but I say Noah. He has not done no? a good job. Like, you know what? Huh? No, yeah. I meant the first half. I thought. Oh, okay, the first half. Uh, who'd you say? Well, Noah, I'm looking for a right. I mean, it could He's be. He's been in uh, the postseason. Yeah. Or who? Who would you go with in an opener in Game Three if there if, is a game? If they don't use Eflin. I would go with Eflin. I'd let him pitch two innings. And if he closes the first game, give him the next game off. And if there's a game three. Just one or two, one to three innings and that's it. Exactly, that's it. That's such an interesting thing, though, because right now, if you have to close out the game, if Zach Wheeler goes seven or eight and you need somebody to close out the game, you've got Goldschmidt, Arenado, Pujols up. Who are you going with as your closer? The first game? Yeah. I'm going to go with Eflin. <laughs> he throws strikes. I, I'm, I'm looking at a situation where it's, it's going to be a combination of Eflin and Alvarado at the, end of, at the back end. Based on matchups? Uh, yeah, well, that's the way he seems to do it all season oh, Alvarado's long. Alvarado's so not long. having any problems with anybody. No, I, yeah, I, so, mean, I think he matches up against anybody. You know, I mean, I the way Alvarado's thrown. I wouldn't be surprised if Eflin has to go in the seventh inning and get people out, and then you go with – you know, maybe the next out in the eighth inning and then bring in Alvarado to finish it because right now, Sir Anthony, I don't even think that's – His I, confidence is down Yeah, right his now. confidence down. His, his mechanics look a little funky to me. And then Robertson's kind of the same way. I mean, his, his last, command yeah, been – One of his last – Yeah, but he's got the experience. Outings, yeah, I know, but that. one of his last outings was three walks, three strike – whoops, three strikeouts. Wow. I mean, that's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the bullpen's ERA in September was over five. So would you say the Cardinals have – the advantage bullpen wise in this series, they got a guy down there that's pretty good. Throwing yeah. over a hundred, I thought he got hurt. He took happened? a ball off. His, they said he's all right. All right, all right. But he's he's pretty good. He's, he's excellent. He's he's real. He's good. really good. He's um, really good. Who's the other guy? Gallardo they have down there. Yeah, yeah. He's, he can be good. They, but they, they got some guys that can. They just brought back uh, Hicks. Got yep. those one hundred and two. He threw. He pro- he's probably not going to be in the ninth inning, but he's an arm you got to worry Sixth, about. Seventh inning guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's why you're counting on Wheeler and Nola to go, to go seven. seven, seven, seven. Right. Into the seven. Yeah. From Larry Boa's mouth to our ears. <laughs> Ashley, back in the crowd with another Phillies fan. has got a question. Yes, guys. We have Tina from Marlton here, and she never misses a Phillies pre- and post-game live on NBC Sports Philadelphia. But this request is a special one just for Ricky Bowe. Uh-oh. You know oh. you're taking some heat. This is not a question, but a request. I specifically came out here for Ricky Bowe to give me an amazing logger up. <laughs> well, logger up. An amazing Can I do that? Up. I mean, will they pay for sponsorship? Sure, go ahead if they pay for sponsorship. Somebody's got to uh, drop a Yingling Presents. <laughs> Yingling Presents. Logger! Oh, my God, that hurt my ears. 
All right, I think we got a new sponsor, thanks to Ricky Bell. You're welcome, Thanks for setting John. that up over there. You're welcome, John. Thank you very much for setting that up. That was good. <laughs> if you're listening out there, log her up. Let's get a sponsorship. Um, and let's go to YouTube right now. Paul Lucci uh, talking about the bats because they haven't been consistent down the stretch. Are you concerned about the inconsistent bats? Should they play small ball to beat the Cardinals? You know, sometimes no homers, no runs scored. Well, in the playoffs and World Series, if you go back and look, all these teams start doing little things. They'll hit and run. They'll steal. They'll bunt. It's amazing they don't do it for 162. And then when you get down to these, the, the, the three-game series of five and seven, they do all the other stuff. The only thing I would say watching the Cardinals, I would not shut our running game down. Molina is a Hall of Fame first ballot, but he's definitely – at the, at the end right now? Yeah, I mean, he, he was there in the 2011 I mean, this guy is a great, great player, but I would not let that intimidate us as far as running the bases because we've been pretty successful stealing bases this Th year. That's a great point. Yeah. Paco's done a good job with the base running, and uh, hopefully we continue that. But yeah. when you have guys like Schwarber, Castellanos, and Harper, can you change up? the way you approach this or play? I mean, you Not pay them to hit home you, you runs. You can't change the spots on the leopard, especially <laughs> with those three guys. Those three you can't. I'm going to yeah. tell you right now, I would not be surprised if Bryce Harper drops a bunt I down in his either. first at-bat. Yeah. I wouldn't either. Would not surprise me. I can see that. Yeah. Why get not? himself a knock? He yeah. knows all he has to do is you get it You know how that is. Yeah. Once you get a knock, it doesn't matter what it is. You say, yeah. Yeah. I, I got it. Yeah. I can snowball. Look at the paper the next day. It says a one for, right? Right. That's it. No, you're exactly right. So I'm not I'm not really worried about I think the offense. I just think it's – I think they have come alive at the right time, and I think some guys are going to have some big series. I do. And it's – it's. I know it's the oldest cliche, but it is contagious. And if one through nine can get going and be a little bit more consistent, <laughs> don't tell them what they can't do. Yeah. Tell hey, you. hey let, let's, let's take a look at the team we just played. They might be the best team in baseball pitching-wise. Yeah, they're good. Astros. Houston's real good. So I'm not – I know we didn't hit off their pitchers, but they – they have some pretty good stuff on the mound. Yeah, they do. Uh, Valdez was unbelievable. Oh, he's good. Verlander. Yeah, How old is Verlander? 20? 30? 90. 97. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, Verlander, obviously. That's unbelievable. Obviously, the Cy Young. American oh, yeah. Cy yeah. Young. At his age, that's pretty impressive. But, I mean, he's still throwing 96, 97 miles with an hour movement. with some pop. Yeah. yeah. With what the Phillies did, going to Houston and Aaron Nola, Never been in the postseason, but that was a playoff game right there. What did he show you, and what did that team show you clinching it the way they did? With a little no. help from the Marlins, let's, let's send a little thank uh, you card to the, the Donnie, Marlins. Donnie, yeah. Yeah, Don Mattingly. Hey, Nola's, Nola's taking a lot of heat. Check his numbers out. I know in September he hasn't. He doesn't miss starts. He's never hurt. He posts every fifth day. This He's, guy gets a bad rap, I think, and I know – Everyone looks at the last month of the season all the time. But that was a huge game for yeah. him. And I just think he's right up there, right under Wheeler there. Uh, those are two good pitchers. He, he's made more starts than anybody in baseball over the last five years. That says a lot. He's got the most, yeah, most innings since 2018. So I, that's, I, I'll, I'll take that guy on my team any day of the week. And did you see the I statistics? I've heard people say, like, before September started, well, if he doesn't get it done, they got to get rid of him. I'm like, what are you nuts? Why? Especially for the money he's making. That oh, is a uh, deal. Yeah. You know what, though? He, he's proved a lot of people wrong he has. in September, which I think is great for him. And then that last game in Houston, that was Perfect. that was the icing on the cake. That was Not, the best stuff I've ever seen him have. Yeah, he was. Really? He was, yes. But Riamuto wasn't even moving his glove. Yeah. Was, he's dotted. And, and, I, and, I and by you, the way, find, find 10 pitchers in the big leagues that can do that. Yeah. 
And, and I'll tell you yeah. what, I, I liked seeing the personality that came out. When, 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 when they he was clinched. drinking after the game? Well, yeah, that gets the personality yeah. out, as we can see with Ricky Bowe sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and no, I like to see that because, man, he, you can't tell whether he's won or lost a lot of times, but I love to see the personality come out. You see him, see how much it meant to him. Actually, he was pissed in the dugout. Yeah, in in the Houston game because he, he gave up those oh, hits. Gave up the hit. Yeah. He thought he thought he was going to the end on that one. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But it's not. I mean, I played with emotion. I mean, I I know you did. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 that's part of the game. I mean, yeah, I always played with emotion. I, I didn't like playing. In all honesty, I didn't like playing with guys that were emotionless. Because it scared me. Because why, why are they playing the What's game? What's behind those eyes? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what are you, the silent killer? Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? All right, let's go back out to the crowd. Ashley, another Phillies fan. We can see you've been waiting a while. Now, wait a minute. Do I also see some Eagles green underneath that or no? No, that's just green underneath. It's a baseball gray. shirt. I think just gray, but I love the I love the optimism. We're about all the teams here. Uh, but we have Bev from Warrington, and she's super stoked to ask everybody a question. So take it away, Bev. So my question is that Wheeler went 77 pitches at his last start. How far do we think he can go? Is it going to be pitches or is it going to be innings? I, I'm going to say at least he, he's fine to go 100 pitches. I think 100. 100 pitches. I don't think he goes depends, much over that. It depends how stressful they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's any, there's last, any heavy lifting, you know, that factors in, but I think at minimum 100. Now, if I'm not wrong, his last game was just smooth. Sailing. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he, so yeah, he I mean, it's kind of tough. It was raining. He could have pitched yeah. some more. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because the Cardinals, as you said, clinched early. And the Phillies, if you look at them since Rob Thompson basically took over, they had a top four record in baseball. So, obviously, do you, do you look at that team – as the team they're going into the playoffs with. I mean, having a top four record since he took over. And I will say, though, it really took off when Kyle Schwarber started to get hot in June. It's also coinciding with that as well. You know, John, I think the only thing that, if you have a question mark, is the Cubs were 0-6 against them and we were 0-4 against the Texas Rangers. That's 0-10. We cannot, we're not going to do it in the playoffs, but. We have a tendency during the season to play down to the opponents. Except the Nationals. Yeah, the Nationals, yeah, they were 16-3. and three. I was going to say, what would we end up 13 16, over? 500, and, and, three, and we were yeah. 13 yeah. over. I, I think with Casey the Feeney in her office said they got 19% of their wins were against the Nationals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Thank goodness it? for the Nationals. Love the Tom's Nationals. Tom's done a great job. I've been with Tom since the Yankees. He's, he's done a great job. He's even keel. He's very consistent. If a guy's 0 for 12 and he believes in him, he's going to be in there. I like the way he sprinkled the, the kids in with the veterans. He didn't play five kids at one time. It'd be one here, one there. And it, he did a great job. I, really, I think he did a great he job. He said, he told us we were in Atlanta on the last, one of the last trips. He said, it's one of the best clubhouses he's ever been around, personality-wise. And he said, I don't have to police these guys, ever. They police themselves. They, they, know, how to, they know how to act. They know how to be professional. And he said, it's been that much easier on me. And, and I will say, it is a different vibe in that clubhouse than in years past. They, these guys are all pulling on the same rope in the same direction. I mean, they, they just, they get it, and they really pull for each other. It's, it's been really cool to watch. Some really good personalities in that clubhouse. You know what's interesting to me? I have a question. If I was playing ping pong after a 5-4 loss, Bo, how would you feel about there that? Be, there wouldn't be no ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> how would you feel about it if you just lose <laughs> 
I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I brought this up to you, and I know I brought it up to you, Ben. If if the first baseman was talking to somebody after I gave up a hit, oh. I was livid, <laughs> livid on the mound. Really? You're going to talk to this guy after he just ripped one in the gap off me? You're talking to him? No, 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 no. Not happening. That's the part that's changed a lot. Yeah, that yeah. changed. You know, when we talk about Kyle Schwarber, as I said, really, when he started to take off in June, this team also took off. But being the postseason guy that he's been and having success in the postseason, winning a World Series, and we saw, I thought there was no better example of his leadership than when Alec Bohm had his night yep. where he said, this effing place stinks. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for cleaning it up. But Kyle Schwarber was really one of the main guys that went over to Alec Bowman and said, you know what? Just go in front of the media, be honest and open about what happened, be accountable. In that moment, I learned who the leader was. And, and how much do guys look to Kyle Schwarber for the experience level? And in the moments like in September when maybe it's not going so well, he probably lifted these guys up. You know, Ben being a media and Bo, the thing that you like about Schwarber, if he goes 0 for 4 and strikes out four times, he's in front of the mic. Yeah. If he gets four hits, he's in front of the mic. It's easy to go up there and talk when you get three and four hits. It's hard when you're 0 for 12 with seven strikeouts. That, to me, is a true leader, and that's what he's done the entire year. And I think it's sort of gone through the clubhouse that way. There's always a guy on your team that you seek out. You know, I was on three different big league teams, and there was always a guy that I found. Tony Gwynn. Well, obviously, he would be one of them. But I'd always go seek him out and say, hey, what do you think about this? Run thing past the guy, especially if you're a younger guy. It just kind of makes you feel at ease. And, like, you don't have to be a different person than who you really are. And I think Kyle Schwerber is that guy for a lot of these guys on this team. Yeah, I, I, I just the, – the reason why I like Schwerber, I think he's an old-school player. Yeah, I mean, is. he's a throwback. He's a guy who loves playing the, playing the game, loves playing the part, understands. I'll never forget that in uh, – what was it, April, March, April of this year. He was horrible. He was. He oh, hit that yeah. one home run. He even run. said he was. <laughs> yeah, and he came out and said, yeah, I know I'm not swinging the bat. He goes, I've been around this game a long time, and I know it's going to come around. And he was, he was absolutely 100% right. But like you said, he was out there talking about it every day. You know how monotonous that is? Yeah. That would be like me blowing a save for like six straight days and having to talk about it. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. And he went out there every single day, and he kept assuring people that it'll turn around, it'll, and it did. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to have he's a lot of respect the, for him. He's definitely the leader. And, yeah. and I remember in your years managing the team, that reminds me of Jim Tomey, who would always speak for the he team would, he would no matter what happened. And, and when I was coaching the 93 team, it was Dutch. Dutch, what, he hit 220, 215? Every night he's out there. Those guys, are, they're rare because, like Bo said, it's hard to go out there when you stink. But you, if you're the leader, you got to go out there. And fans, I'm telling you, fans in Philly, they like to hear sometimes It's when you say, man, I stunk tonight. Yeah. It, it, it proves that you're a human being. And this it, is a blue-collar city. Yeah. Everybody's gone through ups and downs. And sometimes they like to see honesty. Yeah, you what? can't blow smoke up these fans. No. Yeah. You, know, you just can't. How about the next night after Bohm said that? He comes up to pinch hit the next night. you got a standing, standing ovation. ovation. Yeah. That was and, awesome. And that was I, I will say this much. Awesome. When I came that was up. great. Bo was one of the coaches, and Fergosi was the manager. I think, number one, the best thing that could have ever happened to me is when I did have a bad game, I mean, I don't care how many days in a row I pitched, Fergosi would put me back in the next night right? just to get my confidence back to, to where it should be. And I'll never forget, I, I, Darren Dalton, after one of my first bad games, came up to me and goes, just face the music. Tell them exactly what you're thinking and just let it go. And after that, it was like any time I had a bad game, I would air myself out. Go ahead. You can't say anything worse than I'm going to say. So here you go. I mean, and it, 
And it, it, it wasn't like a ploy against the media. It was, I'm just going to tell you how I feel. So the questions you're going to ask are going to be irrelevant. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah. And, and you and Larry are the same kind of guy. And that's why Philly loves you guys. All right. Ashley's back out there with another question from a Phillies fan. Ready for Red October here. So ready. We have Mora from South Philly rocking our pre and post game live beads, which we love to see. Mora, Harps. take it away. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my question. Um, I mean, we had a manager come in in June and have a 600 winning percentage. I think that was discussed on Monday during the celebration. Just wondering if we're removing that interim part from the manager for next year, no matter how far we go in the playoffs, which I hope is the World Series champs. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I think it, this is just me. I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, he's done a great job. But I, I, I don't know if you have to go through a process or whatever. Yes, they do. And I think, I think Tomp's already said, from what I talking with him, they've sort of talked about it, and he says, "I'd rather do it when it's all over." That's what kind of guy he is. But I would say something really bad would have to happen yeah. for him not to come back. Yeah, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't come back. I, I know one thing: he has that clubhouse. Yeah, and they, they, these guys would run through a wall for Rob Thompson. They and look. I would say, I would say, if you have steps, if you have A, B, C, D, he's gotten to A. Right. I mean, they win this next series, you've gotten to B. Right. So, I mean, I, I think step A was very important for this organization this year to get in the playoffs. He got them there. And let, let's face it, he had a hole that he had to dig out yeah, of. Yeah, he did. Yep. Girardi was, uh, and I hate to say this because I thought Joe Girardi was a good fit here when he first came here. He was, he was done. I well, mean, he, when, when you looked at him at the beginning of the season, his interviews, you could tell he was just done. And well, you, I, you know, Bo, when, and Joe is a good baseball guy, but it, it didn't work. But when you put a bunch of guys together for the first time, it just doesn't mean you gel in spring training. It takes a while. And if you look at our schedule the first two months, we played some good teams. Yeah. And I'm not making excuses for Joe. They did the right thing. And Joe even said to Tom's, go ahead, man, run with it. But Joe's not a bad baseball guy. He's a good baseball guy. It just didn't work out. Yeah, and, and, and a picture's worth a thousand words for me when you guys were talking about how much Rob Thompson means to the club when they all dressed in a suit right. for that road trip. Were you on that road trip, Ben? I because, was not. Because Rob loves, I guess, to wear a the nice Yankees suit. Always, yeah. The Yankees yeah. always dressed in a suit. I still wear a suit every flight we're on. Yeah. The full suit. And you, and you guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, no, but like, that, that said it all to me because they, they heard that he loves wearing suits. Right. And I think it was a tribute to his dad yes. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and the Yankees, too. The Steinbrenner and him were pretty tight. And, and when you were with the Yankees, you better have everything on. Coat, tie, everything. Except for uh, facial hair. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. There was a respect. Yeah. Right. There was a respect, respect. from If the players respect him, I, I think that's a major step in wanting to keep him, and that happened almost immediately. Yeah, yeah. That was... and, I, and I'm not putting it all on Rob Thompson that the team turned themselves around because at some point when a manager gets fired, you have to look yourself in the mirror. Yeah, you do. And those yeah. players had to really kind of have a good stare in the mirror and say, oh, you know what, look what we just did to this guy. Let's not have it happen again. You're right, you're right. And this is Take Off with John Clark. We're live at Live Casino Hotel here in Philadelphia. We've got some greats. Larry Boa, Ben Davis, Ricky Batalico. And if you have a question out there in the crowd, we'd love to hear it. We also have some questions coming in from YouTube. And Mickey Diaz, now he's looking ahead here. Uh -oh. You got a sweep, Larry Boa, but he's jumping ahead to the NLCS. Who would you rather have the Phillies face in the NLCS? Let's also include the NLDS, but Dodgers or Padres? So let, let's go step by step here. If the Phillies are able to beat the Cardinals, they would go down to Atlanta, face the Braves. We know they haven't played as well down in Atlanta 
as they have in Philadelphia against the Braves. Who would you like to see in the NLCS? Between the Padres and uh, Dodgers. Dodgers. Padres. Do Dodgers, that team, uh, it's a different vibe down there. Those guys hit. They pitch. It don't matter who they bring up. They pitch. I'd rather play the Padres. Now, yeah. the Phillies were one out away from sweeping the Dodgers in L.A. four-game series. So does that enter your mind at yeah, all? They also hit three home runs a game in right. that, that four-game series. <laughs> that was on that trip. Uh, they hit the snot out of the ball. Uh, I, Padres any day of the week. Yeah, that, that I agree with Larry. That Dodgers team, they're, they're, they're deep. They're very, very good. Yeah. I don't think the Padres are getting there. I, I think they might give the Mets all they can handle. So, huh? yeah. I, like, I, I think the Padres have a lot of problems yeah. in the back end of the bullpen. I mean, Hayter, Hayter, Hayter was ruined by Bohm and Veerling when the Phillies went up there. He hasn't been the same since. And I, I'm going to tell you, I think the Padres have a lot of problems in their bullpen. I don't know if they can survive might, uh, might be that right. far. But if I'm going to face one of those two, it's definitely the Padres. Yeah. It's like a bad fantasy football question. <laughs> <laughs> don't rip was it Mr. Diaz who gave the you question? That's a good question. It's, it's a good question. It's gone. It's gone. But, uh, no, I mean, you know, look. He, I'm not he, ripping anybody. I he's already looking ahead of the NLCS. He's, I mean, got us, he's got us already going to the NLCS. You know Philadelphia, right? That's good. That's you know right. Philadelphia. All right, Ashley's back out there with another fan who's got a question for our great panel up here. Yes, another question from our guy Leon from the Northeast, and he says he watches pre and post game live nonstop, and his favorite part is Ricky Bo's enthusiasm that I think we all know a little bit about. But he has a question for the full panel. Take it away. Uh, I want to like like for you guys to talk about Ranger Suarez's last performance. Oh, now scratch it. It was terrible because agreed. I think they, they celebrated a lot. There you go. Agreed. Agreed. Now. I agree with you guys that two-game sweep, Nola, Zach, and we're out of there. Right. But there is a game three. And as of right now, Ranger Suarez is slated to be that number three starter. Where is your confidence right now with that, with him being your third starter, given his last performance? Mine's, do, mine's do, high. Do you, feel that's, do, you, do you feel that performance is an anomaly? Yes. I say that. I, I, go look at his other performances before that one. He's pitched unbelievable the second half. And it was the whole team the no, next it, night. It just came out flat. I mean, it was. I just say, won in 11 years. Yeah. Just, there's no way as in they hell say, I as, pitched as, that as, game. As, as Ricky's favorite line. <laughs> there's no way in hell Bo would have put me in that <laughs> next day. <laughs> as Ricky Bo says, wash it off. Yeah. yeah. It I, is I, a I would off. say on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd say at my confidence level in Ranger, it would be an 8. Yeah. That guy has no pulse. He, his give a you-know-what factor is at 0. I would say in between a 7 and an 8. I think that game was garbage. Yeah. I really do. I think it was just one of those games where you're almost pitching just to get your pitch count in and kind of move on from there. And by the way, I, where is he? I learned it from him. Larry Boa. <laughs> <laughs> I, like so, I love watching him after the game. I, mean, I don't like us losing, but if we do some bad things on the field, I guess i got to listen to this. That's fundamental oh, yeah. stuff. Oh. That's when everybody tunes in. How oh, about man. Bailey Falter? Where, where will he be used? I think he's a long man. Yeah, long man. If somebody say, just say a starter takes a line drive off the ankle or doesn't get out of the third inning. He's going to give you four or five innings and save the bullpen. I've got strikes. That's my opinion. Especially after one inning yeah. uh, the other day or yesterday. I think 
That's it. Yeah, he's, he's going straight man. to the bullpen after that. And going back to when they clinched it, what condition were you in uh, the next day? If if that was if you I would, clinched, if I clinched, if, if he wouldn't have might not even make it to the ballpark. <laughs> forget forget about. He so, was, he was like that during the season. <laughs> there's no way in hell I could have pitched the next day, and I would have walked right up to him and said, "Do not even think about it today." So you guys have celebrated in clubhouses, Larry. At what time did you get up the next day after 1980 clinching your spot? In you know the what? I had to, I'm going to be honest with you. I stayed up all night. My dad had come in and watch, and I had to go on Good Morning America, so they had a limo there. Oh, and, you know, you get in the car, and you still smell of beer and, and champagne. And did you wear I, I sunglasses? Know, I wore everything, man. But it was that's a feeling you want guys to yeah. try to go through because it's the greatest feeling in the world winning the whole thing. It's, it's undescribable what you go through from the first day of spring training to the last out. Uh, and I hope these guys get a chance to, to live that. I Pops really do. Champagne and, again. And, by, and by the way, it, it's all about passion for the game. Cause I'll never forget. We went up to Montreal and we just did not have a good, that's why we lost the division. You're right. probably right. In 2001, we were heading for a division title and we went up to Montreal. We could not beat these guys. No matter what we had, we'd have a lead late. I'd give up a run. Real would give up a run or Mason would blow a save. Or we just got pummeled in a game. He came in. He aired us out, man. Well, we got the most out of our $50 million oh, payroll, We did we? not have much. <laughs> we had no starting pitching, did we? That I couldn't even name the five starters. Robert Person. Robert Person. Robert Person. Was Robert Person. Yeah, Robert and Person. he could hit a little bit, too. Opening he game. had two home runs in a game. <laughs> yeah, but he was your did. opening day starter, right? Yep. Yeah. We had Jeff Juden starting. Yeah, Jeff Juden. At times. <laughs> I remember we, were, we, we came in here to play, we, play the uh, Phillies. And Robert Person last like two innings in 2001. That was the it was it was, was the year. It was Omar pretty. Dahl. On Omar Dahl was Omar Dahl was there. Nineteen losses. Omar, Omar yeah. Dahl. Yeah, no yeah. one he was. Omar kept you in the game. Been a little this, a little that. Yeah, yeah. like we'd have a Coggin in there once in a while, right. and whoever. Oh, yeah. Right. We had a lot of whoever's. So we're we're gonna we're gonna tease. And then we traded for Turk and Cook. I didn't trade. Much, See, he keeps saying. Pretty much. He, said, he told me when I came here. He said, you know, if you didn't make that trade, we get in the playoffs. I said, you think I made the trade? <laughs> Robin Ventura, first day. <laughs> First day. Wow. Me and Real take off our jackets, getting ready to warm up in the bullpen. I said, Cook, Wendell, what's going on here? No, 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 no. Boom. Home run. Real. Real was living. Wow. All right. We're going to tease ahead for a couple more Ricky Bo and Larry Boa stories. I want to ask you about the mentality of the team right now because, look, there was a lot of pressure on these Phillies to not collapse again in September. And for a little bit there in September, it looks like, Maybe a little tight, maybe trying to do too much, but tell me what you think it did to get over the hump and clinch the way they did. Relief, and now it's like, okay, we're relaxed and we can go out there and just let it go? The, the relief was the Washington Nationals. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the relief. And, and then that, you guys went off on that one oh. game where we, we, I mean, we were bad. Yeah, that was a we bad had a, We had one and one, then we won the next. But going into Washington – we had to win those three out of four there, yeah. or we would have been in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So, well, so how loose do you think they Milwaukee are now? Milwaukee just kept blowing every game they had. Oh, they couldn't hit. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, but they I had think, leads in three of those know, games yeah. and lost two yeah. of them. Yeah. I think I think they're going to be loosey goosey. I they, the the tough part was just trying to get in. I mean, this this division is really really yeah. good, and they they all they want to do is get in. They got in. I think it's kind of like a deep breath and just say, hey. We're good now. Then we just go out and play play our baseball and not have to put all that pressure upon themselves. I think they're not stupid. I think they knew the goal was to make the playoffs. And when it came down to the end, it started getting a little hairy there. And what happens? You put that piano on your back. And at some point, you have to throw it off. 
And once it comes off, it's not jumping back on there. Yeah. And I just I think they're playing with house money now. Yeah. And it all started with the starting pitcher on the mound that night, Aaron Nola, who got yeah. it done. It's funny. I was watching. I was looking at Twitter on that Saturday when they lost 13 to four. And it was like, the Phillies are never going to make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, they're done. It's and, over. And then that night they win. The Brewers lose. And then, oh, they're back. Right. They're back. Right. We got I, I just I just think a lot of people like even me after that game. How do you show up and play like that? Yeah, it was bad against that team. Yeah, that team is a single A baseball maybe. team, maybe. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> they're bad. they are terrible. That's a bad team. And their ace of their staff, Patrick Corbin, may be one of the worst ever. That is showing up. He had a rough year. He got a big deal. All right, we got another question out in the crowd. Ashley's out there with another Phillies fan. Seeing a lot of red here tonight at Live Casino Hotel. Yeah, guys, the questions don't stop. Brandon from Willingboro thinks that this team can go all the way. But he also has a question for you guys that he said it's going to make you all think. So be careful with the steam coming out of yours. Let's go, Brandon. Oh, we like that. How are you guys doing? Think a lot. Good. How are you? Doing okay, thank you. Um, quick question. Does this Phillies team remind you of any Phillies team that you, you know, like Larry Bowles case managed or you got Ben Davis and um, Ricky Patelco played for, or like any teams that you guys were part of that this current Phillies edition remind you of based on like the resiliency going through you know tough times and you know the pressure was on like my my personal opinion kind of gave me 93 vibes especially how the 93 team finished the season like the last two weeks they were kind of like under pressure but they held on and won the division you know they went to the world series and everything so if any particular team stands out from your personal experience that this team reminds you of i think you hit at 93 because if you take a look at that 80 team and the 08 team there was a core group of players that came up together through the system. And in that 93 team, it was a bunch of guys coming in towards the end of their careers. This team we have right now, there's a lot of guys we got, whether it was free agency or trades, but I would compare it maybe to the 93 team. Yeah. I think that's a good comp. I do, because I, I think you have that team, you know, they, they called them misfits, whatever you want to call them. But these guys pulled for each other. They believed in each other. It was a tremendous clubhouse, and that's what this ball club has, a great clubhouse. Guys just really believe in themselves. I mean, there's only so many places you could go with making the playoffs, too. Right. I get, you know, you either look at those – I think it's 07. The better team. This team. This team's more like the 07. They first time. Got into the playoffs. It's a first-time team. And, I, you know, I know they didn't show up. That team didn't show up in that, that first round. But they were up, up against a really smoking hot uh, Rockies team. I think this team shows up because I feel like they're going in. They have nothing to lose. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned the homegrown talent and, and that 07 to 11 run. I mean, you, you can't ever do that again, I don't think, because of the amount of homegrown talent they had. You saw them come up. And I think Philadelphia didn't really fall in love or like this team for a while until maybe they actually clinched it because you didn't really know the guys. You brought in a lot of new guys. You paid them a lot of money to come in here. But what did that do kind of like for the city to see these guys are actually winners? I think it meant a lot. You know, when you have a core group of guys coming up, like on our team and then the AOA team, these people here, they read about you when you're in A-ball, when you're in double-A, yeah. and you go to each each classification, you know. But like you said, th th this was sort of like thrown together this winter. So they really didn't have that rapport with the, the team yet. I think they got it now, obviously, because the way they grinded stuff out all year. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I think you got to give, you know, the front office a lot of credit for obviously the ownership for putting out that kind of money. But then Dave Dombrowski coming in here and assembling these guys. I mean, this guy just flat out gets guys in the playoffs. Yeah, he, he just does. He just wins he does. all he just, the time. But I, I think as far as the fan base goes, I think the biggest issue has been since COVID. When you think about it, since COVID, who have you heard from? 
Yeah. Nowadays, you hear from the starting pitchers every day. And Schwarber. So you know who, who, you know who the starting pitchers are. You hear Kyle Schwarber. You hear um, Harper. And, you know, once in a while, you'll get Reese Hoskins. After that, who do you really hear from? There were guys who I heard from the other night. I didn't know what they Jose sounded Alvarado. like. Jose yeah. Alvarado. Didn't know what he sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> Ranger Suarez barely knew what he sounded like. Yeah. Yeah, you go up and down the, the, the you, if you go up and down the roster, you could probably pick out 15 guys that I don't think I've heard from them at all. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. back in the day, we had to stand up to everybody. Every, every day you were in the locker room, you had to stand there, and if, a, if somebody from the press came in, boom, you had to talk to them. Yeah. It was a rule. Yeah. Larry Shank said, nobody leaves, you have to talk. No matter how good you did or how bad you did. That was a rule. And then you know, guys used to go in the train room and he'd come in and say, Bo, And they'd wait for you until let's you go. Came you got to get out there. They're going to stay here all night. <laughs> how, about, uh, how about obviously in game one, uh, Rob Thompson's going to go with Matt Veerling. Um, so, so do you like that move? Well, everything he's done, he's done, you know, it's turned out good. And Rob, you trust. Philly Rob. Marsh is a real good center fielder. He's going to probably sacrifice a little of that. I'm sure he wants a right-handed bat in there. Yeah, Veerling hits lefties really well. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's going to be it. That's the bottom line. Quintana's tough on lefties, and he wants another righty in the lineup. That's yeah. it. Yeah, Quintana's numbers against lefty are pretty, re- yeah, lefties are. Are pretty ridiculous pretty for a season, not giving up a home run. Yeah, that's I hard mean, to believe. Lefties hit and like obviously 200 off of and Harper. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be easy. So, what do we have? We have four lefties. lefties and four righties, right, uh, five righties. Yeah. I think Schwerber well, first pitch goes up top tomorrow. I bet he's looking. <laughs> I guarantee one thing, he's looking heater. He's looking heater away. Fastball up and out. He just flicks the flicks rest. It. He did it we, in Houston. You know what, Bob? I got to ask you because Ben and I have talked about this. Schwerber's swing. How quick are his hands? You know what? If you th- he, he broke him down. He doesn't really have a trigger. No. no. But he gets in his legs and his arms and wrists. He's strong. He hits balls. I can't believe how Any far Any concern he that he may be injured? His legs. You know what? He went after a foul ball the other day. Did you see that? And he, does, he, he was can't limping. Stop. Yeah. But he can't stop. I've seen him. It's been about a month. Am I right? Yeah, and he's been going to the corner, and he'll run after it, and then he'll kind of like he can't stop. It's so like a runs truck. Into the wall. An 18-wheeler trying to <laughs> yeah. he just put on runs the into the wall. I mean, that, that would be the only concern if his – Unless he hits him where they're supposed to, he not. don't have to worry about running. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Exactly. We, we were out in San Diego. Our, our hotel, the Omni, connects to the ballpark, and there's a little bridge you just walk across. And the guys always hit – they pretty much hit early on the field every day. But that particular day, we went over there and we started shagging fly balls. And I swear to you, Schwerber's in the cage and they're hitting curveballs off the machine. There were balls – I if I were playing shortstop or second base, I would have thought I could jump forward like a line drive. It's going out of the park. And it's going out of the ballpark. I mean, this ball – he is so strong. It's ridiculous. It's, con- it's country strong. Yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah. just That's like exactly – what he is. Wham! Yeah. You know, and it's – and his, his balance and – from his waist down, his balance is so good before, during, and after the swing. And yeah. if you remember early on in the season, his balance wasn't there. Yeah. Right. You're right. When you look at uh, game two starter, uh, Mike Michaelis, what, what are you thinking about? I mean, because lefties don't hit well against him. He is sneaky. He's, yeah. He's over the top. He's got great movement. He's got a good cutter. The ball's on you. It might say 94, but it looks like it's on you much quicker than that. He, he's, he's a pretty good pitcher. That should be a pretty good ball game, but left-handers do not get good looks on him. Yeah, yeah. he's he's good, and we saw him earlier in the year. And uh, you're right, the cutter is it does play, it does play to lefties, and I think that's how you might see him attack, especially Schwerber, um, because he can run that up underneath, and it's it's tough to get a barrel to it. it there's no locks in this no. game. There's no locks. There's it's going to be probably two pretty good pitching duels. 
And you just got to make sure you come out on top, do the right things offensively. Now, the Cardinals, pretty good infield defense. They're so, good. So, so when you have these, if you have a tight pitching matchup, any concern in the back of your mind about the Phillies' defense? Big they're, on, they're catching balls. Big they're ball. supposed come to. On. They're catching on, balls. Bo. They're supposed to catch. <laughs> if we if we catch the balls, we're supposed to catch. We'll be fine. You're going to tell me a ground ball to first base, and you're like, oh, that's no problem. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we got. Here we go. I said we got to catch game, Ricky. I said we got to catch the balls we're supposed to catch. Yes, uh, but that's so important. It is. It and is. You can't it, give outs away in yeah. this thing. You get 27 outs. Don't give them 32 outs. Yeah. And pitching and you go look at the over unders in all these games. They're seven. Yeah. What's that tell you? Not oh, much. Pitching in deep three to two. So Four what are you suggesting, two. Larry, for the Phillies fans out here at Live Hotel Casino? <laughs> There's machines take the right under, over here. Right take, over the here under, take, take the under. Take the under. Take the under. Wheel's going to win six nothing. <laughs> wow. I'm down with that. That would work. <laughs> Kidding me? I'll sign me up right that now. That would make for an easy post game. Yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah. It would. But it's interesting because we've always seen – like you said, pitching and defense, and there's been very few teams who have been built like this defensively, especially in the postseason. Have, have they been a little better than you thought? Yeah, they are. Yeah. I think Bobby Dickerson's done a good job with the infielders. I really do. You can't teach range. Uh, you know, just like you can't teach a guy to run faster if he's slow. But you can get him in the right position, and I think they've done that. And, again, just make the routine play. Don't, don't try to go over and beyond like – the other day, that's the first time I've seen Stott sort of panic. He threw a ball away. There really wasn't he hit a play. the cameraman. The yeah, he, it cut him wide cut open. Him open. So you can't make a play like that in the playoff. Just eat the ball, take, live for another play. Yeah. But they, for the most part, I think they've done a good job. And Marsh has really solidified the outfield. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's good. good. And that's a great point about you can't make someone faster, but you can make him a better base runner. Right. You know, and that's the same way with the infielders. You can't make this guy a go-glover, but you can make him better. You can make him make this, the, the, the everyday play. You know, the routine play. And you have, to, you have to throw credit out there to certain guys. I thought Alec Bohm at the beginning of the year, I mean, he could have folded under. Yeah. The way he was playing defensively was not good. And a guy like Kyle Schwarber gets the balls he's supposed to get to, and that's Catches it. Him. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of this format? Because the one thing we're seeing here is the Phillies made the playoffs, and they're not going to have a game at Citizens Bank Park in this wild card round. All three games in St. Louis, I don't know how they would do it. I mean, you have to give the better team the first game and the third game, right? That's only fair, but, like, there's got to be some way that a team gets it's fine. One. It's fine. The only thing you know is what? Being, you're being rewarded for being a better team. Right. If you come in third, you deserve to go away. You're right. Play no, you're right. I'm sorry. You're, you're, they didn't even have this. Right. You're, you're getting gifted an extra position right now. Last year, the Phillies aren't in the playoffs. This is this Remember is better this. than a one gamer though. Yeah, even, even though all yes. three of them are there, well, they gave yeah. the bonus. Yep. they gave the bonus of three games. Yep. So you have an opportunity to win two out of three, and then they make you go away. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't know why anybody would think that's that's unfair to a team that came in third in the wild. I, I agree with that. And the only the only thing I, I think is just for the fan base here because we've been craving it for yeah, eleven I years. Yeah, I know. so I, I feel for them on that end. Yeah, yeah, and it's pretty amazing because of the way the schedule worked out. Having Last Houston, road. so you're, you're on the road for 10 games, right. and then you're going right to St. Louis. And then if they're able to beat the Cardinals, you're going right to Atlanta. So right. you're on the road for almost three weeks, right? Pack some that's, extra drawers, Johnny. <laughs> that would drawers. not like, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> this would never – it wouldn't have happened. Why? Right, because Houston the was The season got be, pushed back. That oh, yeah, right. There. The three right. games in Houston wouldn't, wouldn't have been. even have been there. Right, right. right. So, I mean – you're looking a lot of at meal a, money, though. Yeah, a lot of meal money. It's a nice envelope. <laughs> yeah. Leaving Philly, that envelope comes you're like, damn, right. yes. Yeah, you're right. How about when we look back 
11 years, 11 years ago today, right? The debut of Doc Holliday in the playoffs, right? Was that his first playoff game? No, this was the night they lost. Oh, no, I thought it was October the anniversary. 7th, I believe I thought it was the loss, anniversary was of his no-hitter against the Reds. Yeah, it was. I think right? it was. I think you're right. Right? Yeah. Can we see, can, can Wheeler be as dominant in game oh, one? I think Wheeler can, yeah. be, Wheeler can be as good as he wants to be. He's got that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's and good. It, it's free and easy. If that sinker is oh. doing what it can, I, I like, yeah, it's game over. You game can tell over. right away. So. R- Ricky's, uh, Ricky's doing the fact check right here. I like it. But while Ricky uh, gets the facts right, how about a story? Best story you have about Ricky Bowe. I'm going to tell you about from Ricky. From his playing days. You know what? This guy took the ball no matter what. I don't care. He, the night before, he maybe spit up a save. Oh, I thought you were going to say the night before. No, no, no. no. He, I know, he, he posted every game. I had no problem with that. I wish I had more because those teams that we had, we weren't great, but we hung in there. If we had more guys like him, we would have gotten the playoffs because we didn't have a big payroll. But when you're a manager and you know that your closer's ready no matter what, I know I used him three times in a row once. And he'd come in and go, I'm good. I'm like, no, you're not good. Goes, yeah, I'm good. You know, and I wasn't afraid to go there. When you got a guy that wants the ball, hey, and he's, you look down there who you have, I'm rolling with him. And he did it. He took the ball every time. Uh, one time he threw it Bonds, and that was a nice look. <laughs> that was fun. You can check that out on oh, YouTube. That, that's a good one. Yeah, that it was, was a good fun. one, too. We look at that in the office every once in a while. All right, Ricky Bo. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 Larry Boa, I don't think anybody cares about baseball more than Larry Boa. I mean, his passion as a manager I mean, look, some guys today maybe couldn't take oh, it. Oh, I know, right? they couldn't. No, yeah, no. they couldn't take it. But, no. I mean, it, was it every single day this guy wore his emotions on his sleeve Absolutely, and his passion 100%, for baseball? Absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, passionate. I mean, that, that's the, the one word I, I would use. Um, you know, you think about Larry as being fired up, fired up, fired up. But I think one of the most uh, heart-wrenching situations I've ever been on a field with him was uh, coming back from – after the after 9 11 happened yeah. was, and he was, was pretty crying emotional. on the field man and it was gut-wrenching yeah it was emotional that was a big that was uh yeah i mean we ended up winning what we swept the yeah braves, we, we, I think. we beat the braves and it was big for us at that point in time but being on that field that night i think everybody kind of looked around and said he's our leader everything everything's all right at that point but as far as him being my manager and coach I mean, we had run-ins, but they were kind of fun run-ins because we have the same attitude. Yeah, so yeah. it was just like you whatever. want guys that you want guys that want to win. Oh, he was night. him and Vuk. They were jerks to <laughs> pit the relievers in hitting batting practice, hitters batting practice. We'd hit home runs. He'd be like, "No, nah, it's not a home run. You should have hit the ball the other way." Come on. We had. I tell you what, we did have fun. Yeah. We had fun. Yeah. Bo Bo was uh, the ultimate professional and the ultimate Philly. I love it. I love Appreciate it. Appreciate that. His passion. I mean, and there's only Still, one guy that. in history who was in uniform in all three ballparks. Yeah. Connie Mack. Connie Mack. Veterans Stadium and, and Citizens yeah. Bank Park in a Phillies uniform. Ruben didn't Bowe. do it? Nope. No. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, take a little shot there. All right. Well, we want to thank each of our esteemed panelists up here. Ricky Batalico, I know you did the radio today. Thank you so much for coming it, over. Ben Davis drove in a long way to get here. Not that far. Hey, you know what I wanted to ask you guys before you left? It seems unfair that the broadcasters don't get to share this. 
you know, like, like yeah. T Mac and that. You guys yeah. do it all year. I mean, we're doing pre and post for it. <laughs> I know that, but, but, but it's, yeah, it's, it's not the same. It doesn't seem like it's, it's not, not right. Same. Not yeah. right. Never been right. Not right. right. Well, you can check out Ricky Bow and Ben Davis on Philly's pregame. One thirty. One thirty. One thirty tomorrow. Tomorrow. One thirty. Don't if we happen to, we're not going to. But if we do happen to lose. Don't go off right no, away. No, I know. Just they're in the playoffs. Chill, chill. I know it's the playoffs. Okay. I've been in this playoffs. Ricky Bo, chill? <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to take off with John Clark from Live Casino Hotel, Philadelphia. And let's hear it for all of our Phillies fans right here in attendance. Thank you for coming out tonight, everybody. It is a red October. Enjoy it. Oh, my, I'm so flagrant.